0: Welcome to the Microgreens Podcast. I'm your host, Todd Marsh, and I'm on a mission to help you, teach you, and motivate you to grow flavorful and nutritious microgreens in your home. Each Microgreens Podcast is meant to supplement content published on homemicrogreens.com, but in reality, the show is more about sharing with you the joys of growing your own food. Not only is it more nutritious, but seeing those plants grow will lift your spirits, bring a smile to your face, and give you a positive outlook on life. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number six of the Microgreens Podcast. Today we're going to talk about microgreen trays. This show is the first of a series on the basics of growing microgreens. A podcast listener sent me an email and said, Hey, can you take some time and discuss the very basics of growing microgreens? And I took a look at some of my old articles and posts, and I have done quite a bit on growing microgreens, as in everything in one video, but I've never really taken the time to break in, of breaking the basics down. So I think that this is a great idea, and I really appreciate that Randy sent me an email and gave me an idea for this. So I'm going to go through a whole series of shows and just go through every uh, basic of microgreen growing step by step. So I thought a great place to start this new series would be with microgreen trays. I mean, this is what we're growing microgreens in. We need a tray before we do anything else. So let's start with those. So I'm going to discuss what I've seen people growing microgreens in, what I like about them, what I don't like about them. I'll also tell you what I think uh, a great microgreen tray needs, all the characteristics that a good microgreen tray needs. And I'll discuss uh, my three favorite microgreen trays and what I use day in and day out here at Home MicroGreens. I also put together a pretty good video going through all these trays, uh, showing what they can do, what's good, what's bad about them. That video is posted on the associated article with this. Just go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash 006. That will take you to the show notes, and there will be a link that will direct you right to that article and to all the trays I talk about in this podcast. When we talk about microgreen growing trays, it's really two trays. You need a planting tray, a tray that has holes in it, that will let water out and back into the soil substrate, and a watering tray, something that is solid that will actually hold water so that you can put the planting tray in to bottom water. These trays have certain criteria they must meet, in my opinion, in order to be a good microgreen growing tray. The first one's durability. These trays need to hold up to everyday use year after year after year, not something that's going to break or crack if it's dropped, or if you bang against something hard, um, it, it will just break open and it's something that we need to use like I said for years we need to get a lot of years of use out of this not something that we use two or three times and then throw away the second criteria at least my criteria is strength it doesn't really matter the size of the tray but you need to be able to hold this tray with one hand at some time during microgreen growing you're going to find out that you bump into something you're going to knock something over trip over something and you end up with a microgreen tray in one hand that tray needs to hold up, so you need to be able to grab that tray from the end, full of soil, full of microgreens, and be able to support its own weight. So in that case, for example, if you have a traditional garden center tray, it's not going to work. You fill that thing up with soil, you cannot grab it by the end without it breaking or bending in half. So the second criteria I have is strength. We definitely need a solid, heavy-duty tray. The third criteria is that trays need a low height-to-soil volume ratio. In other words, they don't—they can't be very deep. We want shallow trays. Soil is heavy; it's also pretty expensive. It's hard to ship, so we need to use the least amount of soil that we can and still fill the tray. I realize that you can have a higher tray and fill half fill it or quarter fill it with soil. But really, in the end, that's just sort of a pain to harvest. You have to get the scissors or the knife down in the side of the tray to try to harvest. It, it's just much easier if the soil level is up near the top of the tray so that you can either run the knife across the top of the tray or the scissors across the top of the tray and not have to worry about um, fig-frogging around with the tray and, and moving it in different positions to harvest your microgreens. My next criteria is for planting trays. We need an evenly spaced and reasonably sized holes in the bottom of those planting trays. We need to be able for the soil and water to make great contact when we bottom water so that it can be absorbed up into the soil profile. We also need those holes large enough so that water can drain everywhere out of that tray if we have accidentally overwater it. Also, the holes just can't be too large that the soil medium falls through. That is one advantage of using peat moss or cocoa core is that it's more fibrous and it's harder for the soil particles to fall through, but there's still some very fine soils in there that are really good to help hold moisture. So the holes can't be too big, and they also can't be too small. But the main thing is that they're evenly spaced across the tray from the outside edges to the middle, and especially where the tray would... Um, Uh, Sag down if it was suspended so that water will drain to that point and drain out of the container. For watering trays we need something that has some ridges in the bottom so they can hold that planting tray up off um, a solid bottom and allow extra water to drain down through. However, you can also get by with tight fitting watering trays. And what I mean by that is the planting tray and the watering tray are basically the same shape and size so that when you put the planting tray into a watering tray, the water is pushed up on the sides, which actually causes a pressure and will force water up into the soil profile. The good thing about that is you really, it's really hard to overwater, um, a microgreens tray with a tight fitting watering tray because you just can't put the water volume into the watering tray without the planting tray pushing it up over the top of the edges so in a, in a way you can get by with sort of flat bottom trays flat bottom uh, watering trays with a tight fitting tray because there's really no way you can over water them i've used both methods as a matter of fact a lot of my um Larger trays have ridge bottoms, but they're still tight fitting trays so that I really, it's really hard to overwater. If I put any more than, I can't even put a half inch of water in there without the water coming over the top. So there's just really no way to, to overwater your microgreens using the bottom watering with a tight fitting watering tray. And the reason it's good is it just takes one mistake you can make away. There's just no way that you can overwater them except by watering them day after day after day when they don't need it. But for one-time watering, it's almost impossible to overwater with a tight-fitting watering tray. And the last criteria for a good tray is really health and safety. I don't know if you've worked with a lot of uh, garden center trays. Since I used to work at a garden center, I handled them almost every day in the spring and the summer. And those things will cut you faster than you know what you do. If you're grabbing two of them, they can even cut your forearms or the inside of your arm and definitely your fingers and thumbs. And those that plastic's very sharp and it can really uh, go in pretty deep. So we want a tray that has some rounded corners, no sharp edges, um, and a little bit thicker. So obviously a thicker plastic tray or even a ceramic tray is not going to hurt you because it's so thick that it can't even cut you. However, when we talk about trays, we want to be careful with porcelain or glass or or a pottery or a terracotta tainer because we could drop that. And that's obviously going to break if it falls onto the ground. And then you can either step on it or cut yourself when you're picking up the shards. Or even I've seen them cracked along the top edges and you rub your thumb across it and you end up cutting yourself. So health and safety is is a part of it. Obviously, we can be careful But when you start doing this day in and day out, you get sort of lackadaisical on health and safety and you just sort of grab trays. So the safer the tray is, the better it's going to be for everyone. All that said, our trays still need to fit the space that you have available. I can tell you the best tray in the world, but if it wastes space on your counter or your table or your rack, then it's really pretty much useless, right? So all those things are great criteria to have. But in the end, Our trays just need to fit the space that we have available when we're growing in our own homes. We're not doing this for a business, so we have limited space or we have a set space that we can only grow microgreens in. So our trays really need to maximize that space that we have available. So take that in consideration also. All right. Now let's just talk about what people are using. And this is where people might get a little upset because I know a lot of people love to grow in berry trays or those trays that we get our blueberries in or those plastic, uh, clear plastic containers, clamshells, if you will. And people like to use those to grow microgreens in. And that's great. Hey, it's, it's there. It's reuse. I get it. I understand. But in reality, we want a microgreen tray that's going to last and be durable and lasts for years. I don't care if it's plastic or not. Even if it's plastic and we're using it for years, that's fine because those um, clamshells, you're only going to use them two or three times and they're going to crack and you're going to end up putting them in the recycle bin anyways. So let's take our time and invest in a good microgreen tray for lots of reasons. And number one is we're going to keep doing this over and over and over again in planning. It's really nice to have a set size tray or set size trays so we know how much seed that we're going to add to them each time. We don't have to keep guessing or just dumping seed in. We can get the perfect seeding density and have excellent microgreens every time we grow them. The more we grow consistently with the same practices and using the same method the better our microgreens are going to be. So having different sized clam shells just isn't a great idea in my opinion. Also I don't have any evidence to back this up maybe I'll do an experiment later but when I did the uh, whole microgreens trays to begin with I grew in these opaque trays and I noticed that a lot of the roots didn't grow towards the outside edge so I don't know if they sensed the light and didn't grow towards the edge When I use the new microgreens trays, the black, um, the roots do grow right to the edge. There's a really good soil or a really good root density throughout the mass of soil. And with the clear trays, which is what the clamshells would be mostly, I found that the roots just don't grow towards the edges. So there's a lot of soil there that's wasted. Also, those trays have some pretty large holes in the side. Not very many of them have holes in the bottom. So water can sit in that middle of that tray. Um, And drain just out the edges. So, I don't, you know, I understand that people want to reuse these things, but if we're going to take our time and grow microgreens um, month after month, we really should have some heavy duty trays that do the job time and time again. I know other people that grow in aluminum pans, those like aluminum cooking pans, and I, I don't really understand that too much. I understand that they do have a folded over edge so you can grab the edges of them and move them but the bottom does sag. There's no way you can grab a hold of one one one-handed and carry it around when it's um, fully loaded with soil. Maybe the first time you use it, but after that, especially after we put holes in the bottom, it's just going to fold over, and eventually you're going to end up dumping a tray of microgreens. Readers send me quite a few pictures of what they're growing microgreens in, and I'd say the third most popular are ceramic planters. And I can see a use for these, especially if you have a narrow windowsill that's like three or four inches wide. Um, You can get a lot of ceramic planters that are uh, narrow but long. You can grow a halfway decent amount of microgreens in them. They will fit up on that windowsill where they're getting light really well, and I can really see that those would be handy. You know, they do have their problems. They generally have either one to three holes in them, although they're quite large. You could put a piece of screen or even a piece of newspaper, for that matter, over the top of them, and they will drain water. However, they do have a high um, height-to-soil volume ratio, So you are wasting a little bit of soil and they're a little bit of a pain to empty out when you do want to change the soil out, but they will grow microgreens very well and they'll fit that nice situation where you have a narrow uh, windowsill or shelf. Um, the girl microgreens. So, you know, I don't no problem with the ceramic ones. You just have to be careful not to obviously drop them. And when you clean them, you know, you have to be careful not to bump them, but those will work okay. And they will fit in the situation. If I had shelves or a wider shelf, I, I wouldn't use those. I'd go back to the plastic. The heavy duty number five food safe plastic is really your best bet in most situations. They're just they'll last year after year after year, if you take care of them. They generally have a microgreen tray size, so they have a low profile, so you don't waste a lot of soil. Um, If you do drop them, they won't break. The heavy-duty ones are so strong. You can see in that video I'm lifting a 10-pound dumbbell weight in the end of a tray, one-handed from the opposite end. So they're very strong. They're just great for growing microgreens in. Okay, so what are my favorite microgreen trays? Well, I have three that I use all the time. The first is the home microgreens tray. These are my favorite small trays. Uh, They're about 38 square inches. They're very tapered, so they use very little soil. They grow microgreens just wonderfully. And the best part is that I can grow three or four different microgreens in the same area as a 10 by 20 tray um, and get a lot of variety in my diet and the flavor profiles. I, I really just like using them. Um, you can obviously get those at the Home Microgreens store or you can go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash 006 to go to the show, note, show notes and there will be links to all these trays at the bottom of those show notes. The reasons I like the Home Microgreens trays is that I can grow a smaller amount of microgreens and just turn those varieties over and over faster than I could if I was growing in a 10 by 10 or 10 by 20 tray. The trays work great. They clean up really well. Um, they're really easy to use. They're just a really nice small tray. The second tray I use are Bootstrap Farmers heavy-duty 10x10 microgreen trays. These are just super great trays to have, especially for those families that make a lot of salads and might use a lot of microgreens. The 10x10s are a really nice size, obviously they're around 100 square inches. Um, they're really good if you're growing base microgreens or a mix that you're going to use as a salad base. Also another good use for them are peas. If you cook with pea shoots quite a bit, 100 square inches isn't all that much and they grow really well in a 10x10 tray. Same for sunflower shoots. If you eat a lot of those for snack on them, 10x10 uh, 10 10 isn't all that many, and it's a great size for sunflower, to plant sunflower seeds. So the 10x10s are definitely good. I use the 10x10s a lot for my commercial sales. Some varieties I don't sell that much of, so I only grow a 10x10 10 10 tray instead of a 10 by 20 And then other varieties I grow, sell more than a tray, so I grow one and a half. So I grow one 10x20 and one 10x10. 10 10. So it works out really well. For the home grower, the person using it for their own use or their family's use, 10x10 is really good. Like I said, for those like a salad base, a broccoli, a kale, or the salad mixes, pea shoots, or sunflower shoots, the 10 by 10s are really nice. And the bootstrap farmer trays are heavy duty. They're just a great tray. And that's the third one I'm going to recommend is the bootstrap farmer 10x20s. Now, the these along with the 10x10s come in a planting tray, trays with holes or trays without holes. You can use the Bootstrap Farmer 10x20s, the microgreen trays. They're just a really good watering tray. The heavy-duty plastic makes them easy to move around. They don't bend. So if you're carrying, you're moving your microgreens from shelf to shelf or, or from your grow area to the kitchen to harvest, the trays are really great for that. So I use the 10x20s, again, for watering trays, the one without holes, For my commercial sales, I'm using the Bootstrap Farmer 10x20s almost exclusively. There's just absolutely nothing wrong with those trays. They drain well. They just they hold up. You can grab them by one hand, move them around. They're a perfect microgreen tray. You can take a look at all these trays on the related article. Again, you can go to homemicrogreens.com forward slash 006. That's the show note page. And then there'll be links to the articles and to all the trays I talked about today. If you're looking to get into microgreens, let's go over what a good microgreen tray is. It needs to be durable. You need to be able to use it over and over and over again, year after year. So it has to last. Nothing that you have to throw away after three or four uses. It has to be strong. There's going to be cases where you're going to, your hand's going to slip off. You're going to trip. You're going to need to have one hand on that tray and it needs to be able to support all the way to the soil, the water that's in the soil and the microgreens without dumping them. And again, the strength goes along with breakage. If you do accidentally drop one whether while you're filling it, while you have seed and soil in it, or while you have microgreens in it, we don't want that to bust all over the floor. So the plastic uh, home microgreens tray and the plastic bootstrap farmer trays work really well for that. We also want a low height to soil volume ratio, so we want a tray that isn't very deep. We want to hold as least amount of soil that we can and still grow microgreens. That way we're not wasting soil, we're not wasting money, and it's much easier to harvest. It's really a pain to try to harvest microgreens out of a full depth tray with half filled of soil. You just have to get the knife or the scissors in along the edge of the plastic or whatever container it is. It's just much easier if the microgreens are up near the surface or the top of the tray. It's just much easier to harvest, so that low profile is a really important thing to have in a microgreen tray. For planting trays, we want evenly spaced holes in the bottom that are big enough that allows water to easily go in and out of the tray but not so large as the soil comes out of the tray for watering trays we want ridges in the bottom so that it holds that planting tray up so that the trays can drain if we happen to overwater them or tight fitting so that we can't put too much water into the watering tray and overwater our microgreens and lastly health and safety we want a tray that has pretty thick edges that's so not thin and sharp so it cuts ourselves um Again, a tray that doesn't break when we drop it or hit it against something hard. So again, this is where the uh, number five plastic, heavy-duty plastic comes in. But in the end, we need trays that will fit into the space we have available to grow microgreens. There's no sense of wasting space. So, you know, just use your own judgment on maximizing the amount of microgreen growing space that you can get into an area that you have to grow microgreens. I hope you found this podcast useful on microgreen growing trays. It's where we start growing microgreens. It's one of the very first basics. We need something to put our microgreen, to grow microgreens in. So I figured we'd start with the trays. Again, my choices are the home microgreens tray or the bootstrap farmer 10x10s or 10x20 trays. Those are the ideal microgreen trays. Yes, they may cost a little bit more money than our free clamshells that we get our blueberries in. But in the end, these are going to last much longer. You're going to be able to grow microgreens better and more consistently in those type of trays than you can in the clamshells. Again, the show notes are at homemicagreens.com forward slash 006. You can get links to where the associated article is and all the trays I talked about in the podcast. I hope you have a great week and we'll talk to you next Thursday or Friday. Thank you for listening to the Micagreens podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. It really helps out the podcast. As always, stop by homemicagreens.com and say hello. Now before the next show, plant your next tray of micros. Let's keep growing.